0: Simply live it for Him, simply live it for Him, let my life outshine the dark. Let me Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my home school, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world and the easier it is to live more simply. So welcome back to the podcast. I so appreciate you guys who have written to me and reached out to me to let me know that last week's episode was encouraging or you shared it on your social media with others. You shared it with friends. It means so much. I talked last week about being quiet and how God kind of had me in a Kind of quiet phase for a few weeks. And, um, you know, I still feel like I'm really just going to speak when the Lord gives me something to say and I'll close my mouth when He closes my mouth. Um, And, you know, we're just going to keep going with that here at Simply Living for Him. Um, because I have to practice what I preach and if I'm going to keep things simple in my life and I'm going to listen to God, then he has to lead me in everything I do in this ministry with my family and my home life and all of those things. So today I wanted to talk about time wasters and we all know, right, that there are so many things that often can waste our time. And. Probably most of you out there have said, I just need more time in the day. If you ever have felt or are feeling like you need more time in your day, then this podcast is going to be for you. Uh, Before I start, I do want to let you guys know that I am hosting a women's conference on March 18th in Chester, New Jersey at Grace Bible Chapel. So I'm not doing any speaking engagements this year. I'm not traveling. I'm not doing any homeschooling conventions. In fact, I just realized yesterday, yesterday was the 12th, yes, it was 2011. So it was the 12th anniversary of the very first time that I spoke at a conference that I did a speaking engagement so 12 years yesterday uh, was my little anniversary because something came up in my Facebook memories and I was like wow that was the first time I ever did a speaking engagement so 12 years and this year I'm taking a break I'm taking a little sabbatical from traveling from speaking from homeschooling conventions and um, And I will say that it is definitely God's leading because I feel so much peace about it. I don't feel like, oh, I'm missing out and oh, I should be doing this. I'm like, this is exactly what I should be doing. Part of me is sad because I do love meeting all of you at conventions. I love speaking with uh, families and, you know, ministering that way and hearing how I've encouraged. But I also know that there's a million other speakers out there who can encourage people that the Lord doesn't need me uh, and that um while I will miss it in some ways this year, I have such a peace about it. So we'll see what he has planned for next year. But I am glad that I listened to his leading because I feel really good about it. And there's just so much going on at home right now that I really... I want to be focused and you know, if I'm the simply living for him lady, I need to practice what I preach right and keep all things simple. And I have to minister to my own family. First, I feel very strongly about um, ministering in real life lately, you know, doing things in my local community and at my church and that's why I'm doing the um event at my church. So I'm not speaking at any homeschool conventions, but I am doing a women's conference on March 18th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And it's titled Settled, Finding Peace and Settling Your Soul. And I want to invite you. It's free for all women to come out to this event because I am really excited about the messages that God has been giving me for this event. I feel like it is a message that Every woman needs to hear. If you're finding that the circumstances around you are unsettled, this is this is the day for you to come and to find where you can finally get some peace and settling in your soul. And so, um, March 18th from 10 to 3, Chester, New Jersey. You can register at Grace Bible Chapel, NJ org slash settled. Now it's a free event and I'm not going to turn you away at the door that day if you don't register, but I'd appreciate if you're coming if you would register ahead because we are providing lunch and you know all those kinds of details. It's helpful to know how many people are coming. So you can uh, register. We're filling up. We have a lot of people registered right now, so I'm excited about it. Okay, so I always say, life on the hobby farm, how, you know, we keep it simple on in our homeschool at the beginning of the episode, and yet I rarely do hobby farming or homeschooling episodes anymore. So I wonder if I should change that tagline, because I really do always just talk about Jesus, right? Let's face it. Although I do want to do some upcoming homeschooling episodes in the future. Um, so let me know too. Let me know what you want to hear. I always want to serve you guys as best as I can. So if there's a topic that you want to hear about, if there's something that you're interested in of... You know that I, I speak about you want to know more if you're interested in homeschooling hobby farming all those things message me um, and let me know and so let me give you a little update I told you guys last week we had to put our goat down and that was so sad um, and so there's not much else going on at the hobby farm these days we have four chickens three goats at this time the chickens aren't laying any eggs uh- <laughs> I don't know what's going on with them. I know that they normally don't lay in the winter but they haven't started back up and I don't know they're just uh, they're just pets at this moment um, and we have a our three goats who are really just pets as well. We don't uh, use them for milking or anything like that but they, they bring us a lot of joy. Um, and so Ethan, my little farmer boy, who isn't so little anymore, if you guys have been following me a while, I always talk about farmer boy and he was so little when we started with the animals and everything. Well, he's 14 now, um, and he wants to get guinea hens again in the spring, possibly add more chickens in, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, but right now we're just hanging with our three goats and our four chickens and, It was warm, and it was giving me a tease of spring, and now it's cold again, so it's not making me want to do much out there with the hobby farm, but I told you guys last week about our homeschool, how we're keeping it simple right now, and we are. I'm just loving what we're doing. It's a huge mix of unschooling real life with formal schooling that's really just us studying topics that we are interested in. Uh, And this year, I'm doing it all based on plants and animals of the Bible. And now we're in botany. And we're really like, digging into science of botany and the history of botany and botany all over the world. So we're touching on all those subjects plus Bible, uh, what what God says about plants and what herbs are mentioned in the Bible and all that. And now we're starting to do like natural medicine and herbs and how the chemistry of those things work in our bodies. Super exciting. Um, So I want to tie that in our homeschool with the hobby farm and we're making a little apothecary I call it our little greenhouse I'm going to turn into a little herb sanctuary and grow some herbs and see how uh, we can do that totally for a hobby not for any other purposes just to learn and have fun so you'll hear more about that I'll probably post on Instagram as we get that going but now it's kind of cold out so I have no desire to work outside right now Um, so that's hobby farming. That is homeschooling these days. Um, and I want to talk about time, time management, time wasting, using your time well. So remember at the beginning, I said, if you are one of those people that have said, I just need more hours in my day, I just need more time in my day, then this is for you. I'm pretty sure we've all said that at one point or another, right? I just need more time in my day. So the first thing I want to remind you is, you don't. You don't. You just need to manage it better. And now you're probably thinking, oh, but you don't know how much I have to do. And you're right, I don't. But God does. And guess what? God is the one who created 24 hours in the day. And I don't think he made a mistake. So if God is the one who created 24 hours in the day, then that should be enough for us. So it's really about how we use our time. Um, you know, our culture, and if you've said, I need more time, I need more time, you know, and you're feeling frantic, you're, it's just a product of our culture. Our culture glorifies busyness. Our culture glorifies hustle. Our culture glorifies running around like a chicken without your head and feeling like you don't have enough time in your day. That's what our culture does. And you know what, if we're following Christ, we're not following the culture. So we have to be careful that we just don't get caught up in doing things for the sake of doing them because we feel like that's what we're supposed to do. You know, I've often said, I don't want to keep up with the Joneses. I want to keep up with God, right? So the first thing I want to remind you is to go to your Bible and see what he says about time, like literally time that he created 24 hours in the day. He also says that we are to make use of our time, right? Because quite frankly, we don't really know how many hours we have left. We know that he's created 24 hours in the day, but we don't know how many hours or days that he has already decided each of our individual lives to be. And I don't say that to like scare you or make you like think morbid thoughts, but it is reality. That we all have been created with a finite number of earthly days. Now, the good news is we have an infinite amount of heavenly days, which there won't be days, there won't be time. But we do have an infinite amount of, I say time, but I know there's not time in heaven, but we have an infinite amount of time to spend with him forever someday. And that's the funny thing. We focus so much on our finite time here, forgetting about our infinite time there. We think that this world is all there is and we get so caught up in everything that's going on around us Yet if we're going to be spending like, you know, you ever see that Francis Chan video, there's a Francis Chan video where he talks about eternity and he has like that rope or a big string or it's like a rope he takes out his visual and it's like, this one tiny piece of the rope is painted red, and then the rest of the rope like expands, you know, throughout the whole room. And he's like this, you know, the red part, this is your life. And the rest of this rope is eternity. And quite frankly, we don't have enough rope, right, it goes on and on and on forever. Yet we spend so much time focused on that little red part instead of thinking about the heavenly. So another, before we even get to, because maybe you're listening and you're thinking I'm going to give you all these big time management like skills or, you know, ways, like here's the seven ways to manage your time. I'm not, you know me. I talk about the heart behind everything. So here's another thing. The first thing is remember that God created 24 hours in a day and he didn't make a mistake. The next thing is, to set your mind on things above and not on things below. And I don't... When I say that, then that's biblical. That comes from Colossians that we should set our minds on the things of heaven and rather than on the things of earth. I, I truly believe that. It's not saying we ignore the things on earth, but when we put the things of heaven first, or like in Matthew 6.33 where it says, seek first the kingdom of God, and then all of these things will be given to you. When we focus on the heavenly, when we focus on the eternal, when we focus on the kingdom, when we focus on the Lord, then we are able to handle our 24 hours that he has given us. So it's not that we ignore what's going on in earth. It's not that we ignore our finite number of days. Like I'm not saying, oh, well, our number of days here on earth are limited, but eternity isn't. So we don't have to focus on earth. Not at all. We just need to focus on earth with a heavenly perspective so when we think about heaven first and we think about what we were created for for god and we think that about what our purpose is our purpose is to live to know him to make him known to glorify him to fulfill the great commission to do all those things then our purpose here on earth becomes much more clear and we can use our time well Because we have a focus. See, when we're not putting the heavenly first and we're just looking at all the things that are going on on this earth, we get extremely bombarded with stuff and information and distraction and to-do lists and all of the things that are, you know, bogging you down and all of the things that you're running after day to day and all of the things that you're trying to organize in your latest planner. And we're doing them without the heavenly perspective. We're doing them with this earthly perspective, which isn't how God has told us to live. He says to make the best use of our time, that our days are limited. He tells us to set our mind on things above. But he doesn't say ignore the things on earth. And he doesn't say ignore the hours you are given. He says make the best use of them. And I don't believe the best use of them is for earthly purposes or our own purposes. And it's certainly not to be running around stressed. And we're so stressed that we can't even think about the things of God. See, that's the work of the enemy. He wants us so busy here on earth that we're not thinking about the things of heaven. And we're saying, you know what? I'm just so busy. I don't have time to do a Bible study. You know what? I am just so busy. I don't have time to do devotionals in the morning and like roll your eyes. Who has time for that? You know what? I'm just so busy. I don't have time to pray. I'm too busy to go to church. I'm too busy to do these things. That's what the enemy wants. How on earth can we tackle the things of this earth if we aren't putting the things of God first? Because when we put the things of God first, it then gives us the ability to make the best use of our time. It gives us the ability to have the strength and determination and everything else we need during the day. He gives us what we need to fulfill our 24 hours a day. See, we get it wrong in our culture because we say we're too busy for this and we're too busy for that, you know, the things of God. We have to do all these things first. And that is upside down from how the Lord himself has told us we should handle our time. And so when we're saying I have to do all these things first, that is idolatry. That is putting those things before God. When you put God first and you filter everything you do on this earth through a heavenly perspective, then you are able to live as he truly wants you to live. You're not going, you can have so much to do in 24 hours, but if he's giving you the ability to do it and the things you are doing are for his purposes and the things you are doing are for him and they're glorifying him, you're not going to feel burnt out and stressed because you're doing it in his strength. But when you're doing the things of this earth and you're doing the things that you're calling yourself to do, not that he's calling you to do, and you're doing things in your own strength, That's where we get burnt out and we say, I just need more time in the day. You don't need another second in the day because the creator of the universe created exactly the amount of seconds that you need today. So how are you going to use them? So remember, he created the time. He tells us to make the most use of our time and he tells us to set our mind on things above So when we set our mind on things above, we filter then everything we do through a a heavenly perspective. You know, then sometimes you might realize, well, maybe this thing isn't that important. Maybe this thing isn't really something God is calling me to do. Maybe my neighbor's calling me to do it. Maybe I'm, you know, calling myself to do it. But is God really calling me to do this? Then you're going to say, well, how do I know if God's calling me to do it? Simple. Spend time with him. And then that goes back to that excuse before, but I don't have time to spend time with him. Right. Then you're not going to be, your priorities are going to be messed up, right? Because you're not going to be focused on knowing what he wants you to do. If you're not spending time with him, you're not going to know what he wants you to do. And you're going to be just like I said, this culture right now is, has got it backwards. The culture glorifies busyness. The culture glorifies self, The culture glorifies competing with the next person on who has a busier schedule. Who's hustling more? Who's making more money? Who's climbing the corporate ladder? Who has the bigger house? Who has the nicer car? Who has all the stuff? Who's doing the most? Let me tell you, there's no trophy at the end of this life for who was the busiest. Busy doesn't equal success. Not in God's eyes. You better get busy doing the things of God, not the things of earth. And so we have to get our priorities straight. If we are trying to operate each day without being filled with the spirit, without sitting with him in the morning, without conversing with him all day, without a kingdom mind, if we're trying to tackle our to-do list in our own strength, for our own purposes, we've got it backwards. And like I said, that's what our culture has trained us to do. So I want to encourage you, if you're feeling like you don't have enough time, if you're feeling like your life is so busy, and I... I I get it. Like some of you who listen to me, I know you have large families, you ha- you homeschool, or maybe your kids are in school and sports and, you know, um, or you work and you have a very busy job. Like, I get it. I've heard all the stories. I get it. We're all busy. We all have our things. But again, God created us for a purpose for him and he gives us the amount of time to do it so maybe we've gotten a little bit off track maybe we're not listening to him and we're just doing all the things for the sake of doing all the things are you serving him in your life and sometimes we'll say yes yes i mean you know then there's people who are very busy in ministry they're doing all the things They're doing the kids ministry, they're doing the worship, they're doing volunteers at day camp, they're serving in the soup kitchen, they're, you know, teaching a Bible study, they're leading the prayer group, they're doing all the stuff. And they're like, you know, I'm serving all the time. I'm cleaning the church. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, everybody's church has different things. I'm working with the sports ministry. I'm working with the youth ministry. I'm working with the kids. I'm working with the seniors. I'm visiting the nursing home. Right? Everybody could serve all day long. The really important question to ask isn't how much you are serving. Who are you serving? It's very easy for us to get confused. We think we're serving the Lord. We're like, yeah, I want to do all these things. I want to serve the Lord. I'm going to take on every volunteer activity there is. But if we're complaining about serving and we're like, wow, I just do so much. We're not really serving. Well, we may be serving, but we're really serving ourselves. We're not serving others. Because when you're serving others for God, and when you're serving God, you're not complaining about it. You're not burnt out. If you're feeling like you're doing too much, you need to take a step back and evaluate first, who are you serving? And like, I've been in this situation. Years and years ago, we were doing everything. We were like on all the different committees and boards and volunteering and all the things, right? And we got very burnt out. And my husband and I, we took a step back. And we were like, look, we're we're just going to have to like stop doing all these things because we've lost our purpose in this. We are just serving ourselves. We're afraid to say no, not because we're so humble, because we're so prideful. We're afraid to say no because we're prideful. We're afraid what other people will think if we say no. Or we're doing all the things because we think like, this is a good way to serve God. This is the way. No, it's not. Because if you're truly serving the Lord, he's going to lead you to the places where you're gifted in serving, not to do everything for everyone. No one is supposed to do everything for everyone. And so we all have different gifts and talents that we should use. And guess what? Even if he wanted me on every single one of those committees, boards, volunteer activities, if I was truly doing it for the right purposes and he truly called me to do it, I wouldn't be feeling burnt out and I wouldn't be complaining. A complaining heart is not a servant heart. Because a servant is sacrificial love. A servant does something And it's, it is hard. It is sacrifice, but they don't complain about it. So that's another red flag, right? If we think busyness is a badge of honor, if we think we're just doing all the things, but you know, I want to serve the Lord. Great. Then find what you're good at and find what he's called you to be good at for his purposes. And then he will add more things to it. You know, like it says, if, if, to, to who, uh, to whom much is given, much is going to be expected, right? So if you're, if, if, if you're given something little and you can't even do that well, you're not going to get more. But if you're able to do that well, he'll give you more and then more and then more. And so you want to be serving with the proper heart. It's not that we need more hours in our day. Because listen, no one at all has enough hours in their day to tackle all the problems of this world, all the needs of service in this world, all the things in this world. No one. But God gives us the ability to use the time that he has given us. And he gives us the ability, each of us, for a unique way. So right now he's given me a part-time job at my church which I'm loving. And I know that he's called me to do it because I get very excited and passionate about it. And I I feel energetic about it and I'm like this is awesome. And yeah, my schedule's busier now than it has been for various reasons. But I love it. And I feel like this is where God has called me to. And you know, I don't just go into that willy-nilly. I pray about the things that he leads me to, you know, for 12 or more years now I've been doing Simply Living for Him, prayed over this ministry. He's led me every year to very, very busy times. I was just thinking today how last year at this time, I think it was in March, I had traveled uh, for speaking and again in June for particular trips that were so busy. Like I had to travel in a very short amount of time to do these events and then come back across the country and fly overnight and take um what's it called uh connecting flights and it it was crazy like I was flying out at midnight and getting home at six in the morning and it was so busy and in those two events I remember feeling like it wasn't like about how busy it was or the, you know, flying out at midnight and all that, I had no doubt that God wanted me there. They were like two of the best events I've ever done. Like I loved every minute of it. And so I wasn't complaining about being out, you know, or flying overnight. And I look at it now and I just remember how exhausted I was. I remember how clearly the enemy tried to stop me from going beforehand. It was like crazy circumstances. But in the middle of it, you just know that this is what you're called to do. And he gives you the ability to do it. So like you could be busy 24 hours a day. Great. If he's called you to do it and you're going to know. So the red flag is if you're like, this is horrible and I'm busy and I'm, you know, feeling defeated or depleted right those are all red flags like is God really calling me to do this am I really oops am I really using my time well and so we have to keep an eternal perspective in everything we do you know I'm I'm a big one on like you know what's the uh like how much does this matter in the grand scheme of things even before I was a Christian I always thought that way I always look at things like very matter of factly, like, do we really need to do all these things? So like, for instance, if you asked me to volunteer to do like a kid's party or a kid's thing, years and years ago, I was involved in our homeschool groups, like last day party. And it was this big, like complicated way that they celebrated the last day. And I came in and was asked to take over it as my volunteer job. And I was like, all right, if I'm going to do it, though, we're going to have like cookies and juice. Like we're going to make it simple because the purpose is to celebrate the last day, not over all these little details that are depleting the volunteers, maybe depleting a budget. Right. So I always look at like the grand scheme of things and like, you know, how much investment of time and energy and maybe money sometimes are we putting into something? And I think. That's important that we do that always in all things, keeping that eternal perspective and saying now, yeah, an end of the year party, we might not say like, oh, this has an impact on eternity. But again, if it's depleting people and volunteers and we're, you know, just focused on all the little details of something rather than the purpose of it, it was just a celebration day, you know, it's important. And that does kind of tie into eternity because we don't want to deplete people You know, we don't want to um, have people feel burnt out. So I'm always, you know, to keep it simple when it comes to things. Like if you're going to put me in charge of something, just know it's going to be simple. Um, You know, I've always been that way because I look at it in like the grand scheme of things. And so you can do that with the big things of your life. You could do that with the small things of your life, your day. In the grand scheme of things are all the things I'm running around doing this hour. Are they having an impact for eternity? And yes, they may not be having like this big impact on eternity, but the people involved in them, are they being turned towards God or turned away from God? Are we busy running around and depleting people and defeating people and we're turning people away from God? Or is this something that is building people up and edifying and helpful? You know, even in our homeschool, I've always been that way. Like when it comes to, the work and you follow say a box curriculum and it's like do this experiment and cut out all these things and make this and I was always like do my kids really need this now yes there is some things that are just fun but if it's going to cause mommy stress and then mommy's going to get to the point where she's angry and you know she's feeling overwhelmed eternal perspective is doing this little craft really going to make a difference or is doing something simple and really having a good discussion and making sure the kids understand it. It's going to be better for everybody. Mommy's happy, they're happy, right? And of course, there's a time for just fun, silly stuff. But I'm talking about like the things that we constantly do over and over, right? Our culture is addicted to planners. Our culture is addicted to schedules. I mean, let's face it. There is a bazillion different kinds of planners out there, organization systems, all of these things. You can buy this you know, online planner, you can buy a real planner, you can do all those things. For years, I was a planner addict. I was like, I need to have the best planner and then I never could, and I know you all agree, I never could find the one. <laughs> I could feel people laughing out there as they're listening to this could never find the exact one to meet my needs because, you know, the vertical one, the horizontal one, the layout of the month, the layout of the week, it wasn't quite, you know, this one I needed a meal planner in and this one I needed stuff for my school in and I just need to find the perfect planner to organize my life. How many of you have said that? Guess what? Guess what? I found it. I'm pointing right now up to God the one who planned my life from beginning to end he's my perfect planner you know what I do now I have plain old notebooks I make little lists in there I make a little calendar myself in there I do it exactly how I want with what works for me it hardly costs a thing to buy these plain old notebooks and I commit my days to him commit your plans to the Lord and those plans will come to fruition how he wants them to not necessarily how you want them to you have to hold loosely to your planner write it in pencil because let's face it our plans are not always his plans so we have to be very open-minded with that even with our time okay Lord this is what I have planned for today but I am open to however you are going to lead me I try to say that every morning when I pray is like Lord this day is yours now lead me in it of course I make my plans but I hold on to them loosely because you may interrupt those plans for a far greater purpose see that's another reason we get very stressed out because if things don't go exactly to that planner you know what we do Oh, time to get a new planner because this one's not working. It's not that it's not working. It's that life isn't meant to be planned out minute by minute. Yes, God is a God of order and discipline. And I believe that he wants us to make plans. And I believe that he wants us not to just go about our lives willy-nilly and have, you know, no calendar and no order. But I also believe he didn't want us to be Lord over our planner. He is Lord over every second of our lives. He wants us to be orderly. He wants us to have discipline. But he also wants to be in charge of it all. So we have to get in our proper place. And remember, time management is important. But the one who manages our time manages our life and is going to manage our eternity. So, when you set your mind on things above, even as you're writing in your planner, pray over your time. Say to the Lord, Okay, Lord, I trust you. I will go wherever you take me. Lord, I'm writing these things down. But I know that ultimately you may change the plan. And so, our time is an act of worship. Our time and how we use it. It really shows where our heart is. If you, what are your time wasters? If you look at your day. So another thing I wanted to talk about. We have the same amount of time that Mary did back in the Bible. Jesus's mother. We have the same amount of time that Ma did on Little House on the Prairie because you guys know I love Ma and Little House on the Prairie. We have the same amount of time that every single person through history has had. And guess what? We have no excuse to say we need more because we're not over there hunting for our food, gathering for our food, having to make everything from scratch, you know, after we've sent our husband to hunt it and kill it. We are not doing all the things. I am not beating my laundry on a rock. like. So what I'm saying is every generation has had to deal with things that take a lot of time to do or things that have made them busy, right? In order to just maintain your home years ago, to have meals, you would have to do so much more. And then we can like, hey, I go to the grocery store, I put in the microwave. Oh, wait, DoorDash. They bring it to my door, Okay. Our lives have gotten easier and easier technically. So then why are we all saying we have no time? This is literally how Simply Living for Him began. I'm not going to tell the whole story now for time's sake, no pun intended. But this very ministry, Simply Living for Him, it began first as a little homeschool blog and then it changed. And when it changed was... One summer we went to Williamsburg and Jamestown and Yorktown for vacation. And I stood in this little farmhouse in Yorktown. I have pictures of it somewhere on the blog as we revisited it years later. And it was, you know, from the 1700s. and I stood there and there was just one room, and that was your kitchen, your living room, and your sleeping quarters. If you were lucky, you may have had like two rooms. And there were just like hooks for each person of the house, there were six people that they had made this house, you know, to look like six people had lived there. And there was one hook for each person. And that's where they hung their clothes. And I looked at all that. And I was like, you know what, if I had this now, because you know, nowadays, it's like we need a walk in closet, we need a room for every person we need, you know, a kitchen we need a basement we need um, a living room and a family room and you know everybody has all these ideals of what they want in their homes and I remember thinking wow if I had this same kind of home now but with modern things because I was I, they didn't have a dishwasher they didn't have a washing machine the kitchen was like you know a fireplace they didn't have a microwave If I had this and I had a refrigerator, if I just had this amount of space, but I had and I'm not talking about like, okay, I know some people right now are like, well, (laughs) I wish I didn't have just two rooms, you know, to live in. Like now we look at that as like, you know, terrible. But just think with me for a minute. Just think this through. If you had just what you needed for each person to live, and I'm not saying we're being in poverty or anything like that, but literally, you really just had the basics, you had... All right, Maybe it wasn't one hook for each person, but maybe you each had your own dresser, you each had a bed, you each had, you know, the things that you needed, but you had the refrigerator, the dishwasher, the microwave, you would have so much time. All the things we say we never have time to do. I mean, let's face it, in the palm of our hands, we have a device that can literally do anything for us. And it's getting even more complicated like every day. Like I just got an Apple Watch for Christmas. Oh my goodness, that thing does everything. So like literally at our fingertips, we have more than at any time in history, more convenience, more knowledge, more ease. And yet our culture, our society is more anxious, depressed, suicidal. It's not that we need more time. It's that we're filling it with the wrong things. We have filled our lives with the wrong things. We filled our limited 24 hours with the wrong things. We filled our minds with the wrong things. We're filling our hearts and our souls with the wrong things. We're thinking that we need all these externals to be happy. We're thinking that we need to do all these things to prove ourselves. We're thinking that this world out there defines us. We have forgotten. Our first love is him. Our identity is in him. And everything we do should be an outflow of that relationship with him. Whether it's a big house, a small house, whether we have all the stuff or no stuff, it doesn't matter. Everything we do is defined by our relationship with him. If we are setting our minds on him, if we are setting our, our minds and our hearts above on the eternal, on the heavenly. Big house, small house, conveniences or not. We live our lives as an outflow of our relationship with Him. What we believe about Him will determine how we live. What we believe about eternity will determine how we live. What we believe about Him will determine how we use our time. So I don't know if this hit home for you today. Oh, I never got back to the story about how that uh, Simple Living for Him started. So I stood in that at farmhouse and I thought, you know, we're all running, ra- running around. We're so busy. Yet these people would have been jealous of us to know that we had all the modern conveniences. They would laugh at us. Those people would say, wow, they have it all and they're miserable and they're busier than ever. And then I wrote about it. I wrote an article about keeping it simple and how I felt after I saw that farmhouse. And from that article, Simply Living for Him was born because that was one of my first, I would say viral articles, popular articles. Um, And people really, it struck a chord. And then I changed my whole uh, blog to be called Simply Living for Him, which then evolved into this ministry. So if this has hit home with you, I want to hear from you. Please share this message with a friend. I, I don't know how. I've been, I've been preaching this message at Simple Living for him since I wrote that blog post. Probably 13, 14 years ago. And yet, it saddens me every day to see people chasing after the wrong things. Busy. Wasting time. We waste our time on the internet. That's what I'm saying. If we have all the modern conveniences, why are we still so busy? Many of us are wasting our time on the internet. Like I found myself recently, like I have no need to know what half of these people on my newsfeed are doing. I don't, it it doesn't need, I don't need to know. I don't need to know what the whole world is doing at this moment. I don't need to know everybody's opinion about everything. I don't need to see all these recipes. I don't need to see all these homes. I don't need to see all this stuff. I need to see God. I need to hear his word. I need to sit at his feet. So, if you find yourself wasting your time on the wrong things, wasting your time on whether it's the internet, I mean, look at people are addicted to Netflix, right? It's like a joke, like I'll binge watching Netflix, like we glorify it. Binge watching Netflix at the same time we say we don't have enough time to sit with our Savior. And I'm with you. I like to numb my mind. I've talked about this before. If I'm struggling with something, if I'm just like in a way, I'll go and I'll do the scroll, the Insta-scroll, and I'll, I'll numb my mind because I don't feel like it. I don't feel like thinking about everything. But then how dare I say that God isn't working in my life because I'm not even going to him first. If we are not actively pursuing the Lord and our relationship with him, we have no business saying God's not working in my life or I'm just too busy. If you find the time for him, watch. I guarantee you 100%, you will see your life change. If you set your mind on things above first thing in the morning, I'm not asking you to do a Bible study first thing in the morning if that's not your thing. Just open his word and read it. Talk to him before you get on Facebook. Talk to him before you, you know, watch the news. Let His voice be the first voice you hear in the morning. That changed my life. I started reading the Bible first thing in the morning before I have time to sit with my own thoughts even because my own thoughts are still corrupt. I need his voice to speak to me first before I approach my day. I guarantee you it'll change your life. I guarantee spending more time with him will change your life. It will give you the time to do the things you need to do. It will give you um, the desire to do the things that he calls you to do and not to waste your time. See, we waste our time usually because we're trying to distract ourselves. We have no business saying we don't have time in this culture when we have every modern convenience if you're on Facebook and you're just or Instagram or whatever you do, TikTok, Pinterest, Netflix, Hulu, the news, or you know, whatever it is. If you have time for those things, you have time for God's word because quite frankly, you can listen to the Bible these days. I mean, you can just listen to it while you're doing your housework. You can listen to edifying podcasts. I'll say it right now. I love podcasts. I love sermons. I love to listen to the Bible. There have been times I've just like turned off all the noise even in the car just to have it be quiet so I can just like talk with God and listen to him and be still. And I'm going to say right now that if this podcast, I've said this before, is a time waster for you or you feel like it is not pointing you to Jesus, do not listen, unsubscribe, and don't follow. Because I do not ever want to be a hindrance between you and and the one true God. So my mission is always to point people to Jesus. Always. And if it's not doing that for you, turn it off and just go sit at his feet. If you have time to listen to this podcast, then you have time to go spend in God's word. If you're saying you have no time, first thing I want you to cut would be my podcast so you could go spend time with him. We do have the time. It's just how we use it. So I hope that this encouraged you today. I'll be honest with you. I sat down for this topic. I was like, I don't have an outline. I don't even have anything in my head of what I want to say. And this truly all flowed from him. I did not have notes. I didn't have a thing. I literally just sat here and I was like, all right, Lord, this is the topic I feel that I need to talk about. Give me the words. And I feel like I feel like this message was for somebody out there. So please share it. Our culture needs to hear this message. Please share this with your friends. Not because I think I I have all the things to say. I just believe that Jesus is the answer. And he is the one that we need to go to when we're feeling tired and anxious and stressed and like we have no time. He is the remedy for clutter and chaos. So I hope that this encouraged you today. If it did, let me know what you think. Share it with a friend. And until the next time, I wish you all the blessings and joy in Jesus today. Simply live it for Him Let my life outshine the dark Let me simply